6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. At the top of the show that I mentioned uh, that there were reports earlier this week that the Earth's poles... Uh, have been experiencing some extreme heat events at the same time. Parts of Antarctica are more than 40 degrees Celsius warmer than average for this time of year, while areas of the Arctic are more than 30 degrees Celsius warmer than average. Uh, Many scientists saying, you know, hey, that's not a good sign. Some saying, hey, you know what, Uh, probably just a a random weather event and not a sign of climate change, but saying, hey, if such extreme events continue, they could be a sign of worse effects from global heating than previously believed. And we've been seeing more and more of those extreme weather events, haven't we? I mean, uh, look at, you know, the past number of months uh, here in Canada alone. Well, because of climate change, the snow melt in the Arctic is happening earlier, resulting in what's known as the greening of the Arctic. And now a recent study found that that shift, that, that earlier greening of the Arctic could compromise the tundra's ability to store carbon. So you're like, ah, okay, well, what does that mean for me? What does it mean for this earth? Okay, well, let's find out. We'll head to uh, San Diego State University and check in with biologist Dr. Donatella Zona, who is leading the study. Dr. Zona, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are things in San Diego these days? Pretty hot, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It it seems like it's August. Oh, (laughs) really? We are still in March. Oh, my goodness. It's very hot, yeah. Before we get into this, I'm curious to know, when you you hear about these reports that we've seen this week uh, about uh, those those record temperatures at, at both poles, what goes through your mind? So there has been a statistically significant increase in the number of extreme events. So... Uh, we already, have, the scientific community already estimated that actually these uh, events are increasing. So they are more frequent, they are more extreme. So it's happening in many different areas of the of the globe. Also, the some people say, oh, but it's super cold here. Well, it can happen too. So the extremes are increasing. So the extreme cold events are actually increasing too. So they are both both of them are showing that we are uh, uh, disturbing our climate system and we are affecting the response of the entire ecosystem. Before we get into some more detail about the study that you've been um, that you've been working on for the past five years, I think it's important that we explain a little bit about what we're talking about. You know, for, for the Arctic tundra has long been considered a, a carbon sink. For those who don't know what a car- carbon sink is. Can you explain it for me? So there is CO2 in the atmosphere, right? The CO2 is what we breathe. Every time we take a breath, we take in oxygen, we emit the CO2. The plants are taking up the, that same CO2, not exactly coming out of your, of your nose, but pretty much similar. So the idea is that if we continue emitting CO2 from fossil fuel burning, but the vegetation can take it up, then we are good. But if we are not, because the vegetation is, is uh, uh, the uptake of that CO2, so the carbon sequestration, the carbon uptake, the CO2 uh, storage from the vegetation is uh, 
prevented by something. It can be any stress that uh, uh, is affecting the vegetation or anything that is limiting that the carbon sequestration by vegetation. Then we are not that good. And why we are not? Because CO2 is a greenhouse gas. It's trapping heat. So it's, what, it's one of the most important greenhouse gases. It's what's contributing to that uh, increase in temperature we are experiencing just because we are emitting more CO2 with uh, uh, fossil fuel burning and other activities. And basically, it's what is trapping the heat and is leading to this temperature increase. So, Dr. Zona, how big of a role does the Arctic play in... Uh I guess the the global carbon balance I, it, it plays a huge role doesn't it yes so the the most important thing is what's being stored in the Arctic over millennia so the carbon storage, the total carbon storage in permafrost soil locked up because it's frozen or it's at low temperature is double is what's in the atmosphere. So if we start uh, increasing the temperature and uh, uh, we don't store that carbon anymore, we can have a, a huge impact on what can end up in the atmosphere, so the increase in the CO2 concentration and the increase in temperature. So the greening, the earlier greening uh, in the Arctic, um, you're also noting, noticing that the plants are, are dying earlier. And what, So what kind of impact does that have on all of this? So this is uh, uh, something that has been long assumed. Okay, uh, these uh, ecosystems are in northern area, they are temperature limited. So if we, uh, if temperature is increasing, they're gonna be happy, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not that simple. And actually we find out that even if there is an early season greening, so we saw that greening, there is not that much, uh, uh, it's not the entire season carbon uptake is not uh, increasing uh, consistently across all the sites. And some of the sites are actually not responding because of this late season loss so what's in simple terms it's like you wake up earlier in the morning then you are late earlier in the evening you're tired <laughs> so it's the same idea for these plants so these ecosystems if we extend the growing season length so if we have more time for them to uptake carbon or photosynthesize and store that carbon remove that co2 from the atmosphere they might say hey you know what i started earlier this morning i want to go to sleep earlier so this is something that is related to endogenous rhythms of the of the vegetation we think because we try to figure it out i spend a lot time trying to figure out like me and all the uh, the coders this is a, a major effort of many different mm -hmm. uh, uh, different uh, sites we combined an incredible data set uh, uh, including the previously unpublished data doing trying to figure out uh, nothing was significant why why we couldn't find anything when we finally start dividing 
the the uh, response of the vegetation for, for different time of the season, we finally figured out why things were not significant before. Yeah. Of course, if the early season and late season have a completely different uh, response, then you cannot, uh, uh, I mean, if you are trying to model the response of the entire season, it's not significant, or it's marginally significant, not consistent across sites. Some sites are responding, some sites there is no response, and, and, and the that's the reason because the the late season is basically uh, with an earlier snow melt is is the the overall carbon uptake and plant productivity is actually decreasing with uh, uh, an earlier start of the growing season so final question for you then so why should people care about this? Why should, you know, people, you know, maybe be paying attention to this? You know, folks listening in in Edmonton and Northern Alberta right now going, oh, okay, you know, so w what does this mean for me? What does this mean for this world that we live in? What do you, what do you, how do you answer that? This is one of the uh, biggest challenge of us scientists to try to translate our message to the general public to make sure that people understand the relevance. Well, the greenhouse gas uh, emission and the, the lack of uptake by vegetation affects the entire globe. So if the vegetation in the Arctic is not uptaking more carbon with an earlier snow melt, means there is less carbon removal, less mm. CO2 removal from the atmosphere, which means that there is the entire globe is warming because of, of several of the feedback also related to this. But the bottom line, if you are the vegetation is not uptaking the carbon we are emitting, then we are, this contributes to an increase in temperature that happens at the global scale, not only when the Arctic tundra is, but everywhere in the globe. Mm. Fascinating work that uh, you and your team are doing, Dr. Zona. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon and shedding some light on it for my listening audience. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for making time for us. Thank you for having me. Take care. Dr. Donatella Zona, who is uh, an associate professor of biology at San Diego State University. I find that I find it fascinating what they're what they're working on and, and how they're able to to piece that all together and what it uh, could mean down the road, right? I mean, if the Arctic has been long uh, being considered a powerful carbon sink, and it's not doing the job that it used to, what does that mean down the road uh, for the for this world for this planet that we live on?